We watch a movie, maybe read a book, or look at some kind of art. And we talk about it together and say lots of interesting things, and one of those things is our favorite parts. This is Favorite Parts with Allison and Trey. Hi, Trey. Hi, Allison. Welcome back to Favorite Parts. It's impressive that you manage to sing it every time. <laughs> a different time. melody. I still, yeah, you know, well, yeah. uh, I think our 89 Instagram followers really enjoy my singing and therefore. <laughs> Should we talk about how somebody, because they won't know uh, someone yeah. defected from the podcast numbers? Every audience, we lost yeah, a follower. Mm-hmm. I, <laughs> I texted Trey. We were at a solid 90. That's so wild. For weeks, I would say. I have a thought here, but okay. What's your thought? Oh, yeah. Is it the bot thought? There's a bot. And also, I wonder if it's just somebody who might have chosen to be off Instagram for a while. Mm, Wow. Wow. Way to not make it personal. Asset based, you know? Yeah. (laughs) Somebody was doing some self care. That's right. And it has nothing to do with us. That's right. And the fact that we should be producing more content. (laughs) Wow. You really took it somewhere else. I did. I was like, I didn't do a video this week. This is what happens. (laughs) (laughs) We're losing them, Trey. (laughs) We'll be down to 88 before you know it. (laughs) Oh, perish the thought. (laughs) Oh, Uh, my gosh. Uh, Okay. So uh, before we get started... Last time we talked about your big math performance. Mm, we sure did. I was there in the audience. <gasps> yes, you were. It's so lovely I even brought my there. mom. Yep. FYI. And you had quite a fan club. Did I? I feel like you had the biggest fan club. I don't know. I didn't take any, you know, real measurements, but. Yeah. You're the only one who got an okay jumpsuit shout out. <laughs> <laughs> Although you are also the only person wearing a jumpsuit. Maybe that, that is also true. Yeah, that might have helped. Yeah. <laughs> Trey, how'd it go? Tell us. It's great. I thought like I've never done it before. I've never done anything. Well, I've done first person story here in right. Philadelphia, but that was like 10, 15 years ago. But oh, wow. you know, I don't normally do. Yeah. Um, it was fun. It was a lot of fun. It felt very. It felt easier than I thought it would be. And, okay. and it was also pretty exhausting to do after. Like, or the, the adrenaline coming down mm. made me crash pretty hard. But it was fun. Yeah. It was a lot of fun. Yeah. Also, vaguely education series related. It what? That's true. That's true. Should have shouted like, the pod on stage. Yeah, I feel like the subtitle of your uh, story was TFA Takedown. Mm. You're like someone else said the same to me in the audience. Like someone came over oh, really? afterwards. Yeah. And said yeah. what? Way to take him like, down. You're like, mm, that te- that teach for America. No good, no good news. <laughs> and I was like, oh, I was, and I just was like, hey, look, that, I, I was only talking about my experience. Like, and I don't even think I I don't feel like it was, it was less you of a take pointed down out the flaws of the program that exists. Honestly, I I Maybe I need to hear the story again myself when I told it, but I thought it was much more about who was supporting the like the notion yeah, of well, what it takes to support the. But that's not unique to TFA. That's no, that's nonprofit so. industrial complex. Yeah. I guess. which is what but I. But also, it to too. yeah, 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 right. 
I mean, I think if people hadn't thought critically about TFA, maybe it was surprising to them, but maybe, yeah. For the rest of us, we're like, mm-hmm. Confirmation bias. That's it's messed up. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah. I thought you did an amazing job. Oh, thanks. Well done. Thank you. Thanks. So proud. So proud. <laughs> um, All right. Okay. This week, mm-hmm. we're talking about our favorite teachers. That's right. Fictional and non-fictional. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> Let's start fictional. Trey, who's your favorite fictional teacher? So I'm going to cheat because you had already... You had, you had already told me right before we started that you're going to have multiple entries for your real life. So I'm going to have multiple entries for mm. my fictional okay. life. Typical. And they're going to be very into in line with my character uh, or personality. Or, or okay. Um, my two favorite teachers, uh, fictional, are uh, Batman and... Oh, God, here we go. <laughs> Your face. What the fuck? <laughs> go ahead, Batman. Yeah. Great power, great responsibility. Got it. Next. <laughs> that, is, that is actually Spider-Man. Oh, that's true. <laughs> Which would be the better teacher. Okay. Wow. <laughs> okay, I mean, Batman. Right now, I think humility is the best teacher. <laughs> <laughs> okay, Batman got it. Rich Batman. dude. Rich dude mm-hmm. fighting crime. Well, it's, it. less, it's less so about him being rich dude fighting crime. And more that, like, you know, people may or may not know, but, like, Batman has always had, like, more than one Robin. Like, there's the Robin mm-hmm. mantle has always been passed down through other uh people and um and i what i've always appreciated is that batman's often been like a like mentor slash father figure Mm. slash teacher to each one of those iterative robins and he's had to much like many great teachers he's had to adjust his approach to fit the robin that is present at a given time um and Mm. i think that's been really interesting like it's you know when you read softer takes on his dynamic with any number of the Robins. Like they're often about how he derives just as much like perspective and humility himself from engaging with them, but also like they are the opportunity. Like he's in the comics and I guess in the movies too, he's typically presented as very like stoic and kind of emotionless and like, Mm -hmm. you know, kind of aloof in a lot of ways but mm-hmm. what's always great about the robin dynamic for batman is like it just kind of exemplifies like or gives a chance for him to lean into his fuller humanity and his tenderness so there's a well, lot can of can i ask stories. a clarifying question can I ask yeah a clarifying question? of course you can are you telling me that the comic book character of batman in the uh-huh. comic book mm-hmm. who is in real life bruce wayne yeah and that comic book life, Bruce Wayne, not in real life. There's no, no real life, Bruce Trey. <laughs> Just to clarify. For the he audience. lives in Rittenhouse. We all know. <laughs> he um. does live in Rittenhouse. <laughs> <laughs> um, that Robin in the comic book is not just one guy who is no. also Robin. It's like, oh, it's Steve for a couple years who's Robin. And then it's exactly. like Trey for a couple years. And oh, then it's- if only. 
Okay. I didn't know that. I did not know that, which is not surprising because I know very little about comic books, but yeah, there's been, there's been, I think off the top of my head, I think there's been five Robins. Wow. Yeah. I mean, is it because it's like an internship (laughs) and these guys are rotating through Robin? I mean, but Batman, I mean, is he getting older at the same time? Nah, it's comic book, so no one gets older. Time doesn't exist. Okay. I'll, I'll do like a very quick. But it's acknowledged that, okay, but it's like mm-hmm. a thing where the Robin starts, like, hey, there's a new Robin, and then this Robin's leaving. Or is it just like one day, all of a sudden, there's a new person being Robin? No, there's usually something that, like, there's usually some type of transition that necessitates hmm. one Robin moving on under the wow. multi place. So, okay. so like, very quickly like there's the very first robin uh that most people probably think of when they think of batman and robin's dick grayson dick grayson in the comics that kind of actually gets to grow up and becomes a totally different comic book character called nightwing and so like the robin mantle is like free and so jason todd is the next guy who takes over as robin but then he actually is killed by the joker and so there's another guy uh tim i think his name tim drake becomes Robin mm. and then he he like kind of outgrows the role so to speak and mm. then there's at least like another one or two there's wow. a, a woman named Stephanie there's a black guy named Duke oh wow yeah, yeah. DEI came in in the last couple of years that's right that's right that's right there's we Damian, need some ladies Batman's son <laughs> yeah. so, yeah, Batman's it's son. wait Batman's son becomes Robin mm-hmm. wow yeah yeah. You think you know a guy, you know? Something's true. You're looking at okay. a mask. Yeah. <laughs> and you find a rich white guy. But at least he's mentoring people. <laughs> charity. Yeah. You know, charity. Can't help, you can't help who you are. <laughs> uh, okay. Yeah. Fascinating take. Who's your other f- favorite fictional feature? Uh, also a comic book character. They, they've all had uh, both like comics and like like different media representations but i like okay. professor xavier who is like the oh. teacher for the x-men and and again similarly like it's like i almost said who, mad men but i didn't <laughs> that's my favorite show. always get those um, confused. <laughs> you and men <laughs> are they x are they mad i don't know <laughs> mad so many <laughs> okay talk about the x-men guy uh what's his name professor what xavier professor xavier charles xavier yeah is that where the x comes from yeah well no actually no 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 i'm sorry i said yes but no no it stands (laughs) for the mutant gene that's inside of their body oh right 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 okay how could i forget okay why why do you like the professor uh i like the professor because one he's a bit of a dick um (laughs) and i think and i like that because like i think typically when we present in fiction teachers usually teachers have like a much warmer gentler you know mm-hmm. kind of profile to them like much more again like a parental role and he does yeah. definitely have that but he also has this very like manipulative like cruel streak and it's not what and those are not the characters that's why that makes him a favorite of mine but I just think he's a fascinating character to watch change and grow over time because he starts as this like kindly like austere man but like 
ends up becoming a much more colder, calculating individual as like mm. different writers shape his persona over the years. Mm. And he, again, he is someone who has like, who, who again takes different approaches with different characters in order to unlock their potential. Um, and so, uh, hmm. someone like Batman, Batman, I think is much differentiated instruction. That's called. Yeah, I'm a big fan. I mean, I imagine we're both uh, fans of that. It's like the good people. At <laughs> yeah, a fan. Schools. Difficult to difficult to uh, implement. Yeah, but always Hard a good goal. Yeah. yeah, worthwhile. Worthwhile, yeah, for sure. Yeah. So okay. My two fictional ones. What's your okay, fictional great. one? <clears throat> my fictional one, I'm a little disappointed in us because with my choice, we'll have picked three dudes, which is mm. not representative of teachers in the world. No, it's not. Three white dudes, actually, which is like really less representative, I feel like. Yeah. <laughs> but mine Way is stand up for the marginalized folks. I would... <laughs> That's right. In the teaching profession, they are. And um... <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> <In>, uh... <laughs> Mine is more of a movie, I would say, than the teacher itself. But they, this movie played a pivotal role in my uh, teaching life. Okay. The teacher is Dewey Finn from the Just movie not. School of Rock. <laughs> oh, fuck. I forgot. You have told me this before. <laughs> uh, I went to see School of Rock when I was a first year teacher mm-hmm. in New York City. And... Um, I think it was first year. It was first or second year. Okay. And uh, I mean, the character of Dewey Finn is just like completely ridiculous in every way. Like yes. the, you know, the setup is like, he's this like washed up rock star who's trying to make it. And then he fills in for his roommate, who's a substitute teacher one day as like a, a teacher, but yeah. then basically turns the classroom into his band. <laughs> and sounds very white guy at the end of the day (laughs) (laughs) uh but and he also so he like gets more and more into it as he goes and he starts teaching the kids like you know history of music lessons and like there's many scenes where he's just like aghast because they hurt haven't heard of like certain classic rock bands and he's like you never got the let out (laughs) And they're like, we listened to Christina Aguilera. And he's disappointed. Um, <laughs> so he's open-minded. This sounds like yeah. a great teacher. Meeting <laughs> the kids where they're at. But the thing that I enjoyed about this was there was a lot of differentiation in his approach. He okay. finds a role for every kid in the classroom, has a role to play. All um, rock music. Yeah, well, some of them become like the costume designer. Some of them become marketer. Some of them become one of them's the band manager, you know? Mm-hmm. So there's like both within the band because there's a, you know, a very sad scene where like he picks the kids in the band and all the rest of the kids are like, we're not in the band. He's like, you're all in the band. Everybody's in the band. Anyway, yeah, <laughs> inclusion's <good>. important. <laughs> <laughs> but I uh-huh. think uh, to me, it was... The story is really about like uh, a a person who like finds he's he like is so passionate about music that he's able to like that the passion becomes contagious. Yeah. 
the people that he's teaching. He also has to like adjust and find ways to include them into what he's doing. But at the end of the day, it was just like this big fun project that they were all working on. Like they're all preparing for this like battle of the bands that they're going to go perform in. And uh, it was so like just thinking of a, an educational experience that worked that way, right? Where it's like, we're all going to, you know, learn about this one thing together and we're not going to have tests. We're not going to have like, there's a scene where it's like the one girl who would have been me if I were in school is like, okay. but I get stars when we get like however many spelling words correct or whatever. And she keeps track of, she's the class factotum. <laughs> And he's like, no, we're not doing that anymore. We're just going to do this other thing where we just like, you know, we're all like working together. It's project-based learning basically. Oh, okay. okay. And it's, and it's like, you know, you take a person who is like very passionate about a subject and you let them like kids be immersed in that subject. Yeah. They learn a new skill. They learn things as they go. Things that are necessary to learn in order to like properly execute the project. Yeah. For someone who was stuck in a middle school classroom in New York City and was like, you know, I'm sure that by the time I saw it, we were in like test prep time period, which was. What years were you? I taught in New York right after No Child Left Behind. I was like 2003 to 2006. Okay. So, like from January to April we did test prep with our kids. Like that was what was mandated for us to do. Um, So I think just seeing like, I was like, this is what, and it's like ideal form school could be right. It's just like, yeah, "Yeah, we're going to have a rock band. Like this is what we're going to do together. And we'll find a role for everybody. And you're all going to learn. You're not going to learn the same thing. Like this kid's going to learn how to play the drums really well. This kid's going to learn how to like create a costume. And so (laughs) Mm -hmm. that idea was like very, I don't know. It just made me, and the, the, you know, it's like, like I've said a million times on this podcast before, most of teaching is just about building relationships. And like, that's what they were doing. Yeah. Um, I think you could say it was like maybe a little one-sided because it was all about like what he liked. Well, that's what I'm saying. um, So everyone had to do rock. Yeah. But they did get to include the things that they liked as well. There was some cross-cultural exchange happening. <laughs> you I'll haven't even seen the it. movie, so you can I know, that's what I said. I'll take your word for it. I'm a little dubious, but I'll take your word for it. But anyway, I think that... Um, yeah, I don't know. That movie just made me feel like... I, it made me feel like I wish that more... That education was less in a box was less like you go to class and you like even as someone who is obsessed with structure and (laughs) breaking things up I feel like the things that I remember from school are projects that I did where I like learn you know I don't remember the things that were on the tests yeah at all but the things where I got to like you know do some I did like like, yeah I did research on like tattoos when I was in fourth grade really why (laughs) Cause we could pick whatever we wanted. And I was like, I'm going to learn about tattoos. I don't know anything about them. I love that. <laughs> and it felt kind of cool. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. <laughs> so yes, I, he, 
I don't know that I can't say that, uh, you know, Jack Black's character is my favorite teacher per se, but just like the, the way that he approached teaching. Yeah. Provided me with, I don't know. I remember at the time being like, I feel a lot better about teaching. Oh yeah. Give me more gusto to go back into the classroom. Yeah. To be like, you know what? Like, yeah. Teaching is cool. Like it is cool that you get to like spend so much time with these kids and like learn who they are and share, share what you love with them and learn about what they like. And you know what I mean? Um, Yeah. Is that how you found mastery charter schools? (laughs) So many takedowns in this episode. Uh, no that was not my experience at the mastery charter oh, school where okay. i taught that was in Just... nyc public school ah got it snaps 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 yeah. yeah yeah i was more allowed to do what i wanted to there right. but we still did test prep for four months sure you did i remember doing test prep the worst and he, yeah kids hated it i hated it yeah everyone hated it yeah so dumb mm-hmm. I'm going to rein myself in before we go on a standardized test rant because I I have them. I felt the pause for both of us. Yeah. (laughs) And you know what else? Uh, Okay. I also just want to give a shout out to Miss Honey from Matilda. Oh. Do you remember Miss Honey? No, I I didn't see Matilda. Okay. First of all, it's a book, not a movie. It was also a movie. They also made it a movie. Yes, but it was a book from decades before it was a, a movie. Okay. It should be referred to as a movie. Roald Dahl wrote it. Anyway. Oh, yeah. Isn't he like a psycho? Uh, I don't know, but he wrote some good books. Can we just stop with all the... <laughs> some really messed up people make some really good art, and I think we just need to be You're right. okay with You're right. it. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, Matilda had a teacher named Miss Honey who was like in some ways annoyingly sweet as, inf- as you might infer from her name, Miss Honey. Sure, yeah. Uh... But she uh, was the only person, person who like understood Matilda and saw her for who she was. Uh, yeah, she had kind of a shitty family. But um, Miss Honey or, or Matilda? Matilda. And Miss Honey yeah, too, I think actually. Oh, I wow. think that was part of the backstory that she also had. I forget. There's a real weird Miss. Somehow she and Miss Trunchbull are related. Anyway. Miss Honey is like one of the teachers when I think about teachers that I saw like in books growing up she's one that always stuck out to me as like uh-huh. good egg good egg like that, that you Ms. wrote Honey. in the margins of your book <laughs> good egg as yeah. if I would ever deface a book by writing in the margin I second that yeah same like I actually did that when I was older but not for my library books <laughs> never do you write in the no Mm -mm. oh now i do you do not my library books just when you think you know someone my life not my library books if i own a book no i don't do that to my books that i own sometimes i guess it depends i mean i guess i did it a lot when i I was in college what about in college no (laughs) you wouldn't (laughs) do it in college no somebody else had to inherit that book Usually. Okay, let me let me tell you about a. This is a, our transition to favorite uh, teachers. nonfiction teachers. Yeah, real life teachers. Actually, knew. This was not this. I would not say is one of my favorite teachers. But speaking of books, one of our assignments when I was in high school, mm-hmm. we read Hamlet 
<laughs> and we had to, we read the version where it was like words were defined in the back. Oh, Shakespearean it. terms. Yeah. Yeah. And our homework was often to copy the definitions from the back into the margins so that they would be there when we read them. Weird. Weird. Of course, me being me, I assumed everyone was doing this with their books because it was assigned to us to do for homework. Lord. And also, <laughs> I also really, it was much easier to understand when the words were defined in the margins right there while you read. Sure. Yeah, sure. Also, I really like Shakespeare. I was like really into Shakespeare. Anyway, I don't want to get into it. But <laughs> the teacher at one point held up my book in front of the whole class and was like, this is what your book should look like. I mean, she didn't say it in an angry way, but she yeah, was yeah, like, yeah. your book should look like this, like Allison's book and like flipped through. And I was like, oh dear God, like I was just doing what I thought everyone was going to do. Now I look like a real bird. Yeah. <laughs> and at the end of the year, it was like, you can give your, you could give your book back. Uh-huh but you had to erase all of the things in the margins. And oh, I remember God. trying for like five pages and then being like, I got to find $10. Like, <laughs> I am not returning this book. Yeah, <laughs> I'll be here all day. Wow. Uh, anyway. Wow. So that's, is that also your favorite teacher? Is that she was not my favorite teacher? teacher. No, she was not. You do your favorite teachers. She, I did like that teacher, Miss Blake. I'm pretty sure that was her name. You're going to trade. We're about to expose my lack of memory, which I, know, I blame so- on. I blame on me moving around all the time. You do all the time. Yeah. But uh, Miss Blake was one of my high school English teachers <laughs> in England where English started, just so you know. <laughs> Amy before it spread around like the sickness that is whiteness and started colonizing and oppressing yeah. everyone around the world. Yeah, All right. Back when it was just like OG white folks on an island speaking <laughs> to each other. Real source of pride. You know, yeah, I got it. Back in the good old days. <laughs> when we're like, things just, got all complicated. Keep it to ourselves. <laughs> uh, there goes our white pride segment of the episode. <laughs> you know in a different universe things could have ended differently um anyway trey who is your favorite you have what i think is gonna be i'm really worried that you're gonna tell this like very moving story about your favorite teacher and then i'm gonna have to go and be like my teachers were nice (laughs) i'm just telling you i just no, I'm saying you're going to tell a really good story and then I'm going to have to follow it. That's what I'm saying. Well then, what, well, then why don't you go first then if you're that worried about it? Oh, God. Okay, I'm just going to... Minus three highlights that I would like to give of favorite teachers. Okay. My first one is my kindergarten teacher, Miss Canty, mm. who was like a middle-aged Black woman. I always take a mm-hmm. lot of pride when people give those when was who was your first Black teacher quizzes because I can say kindergarten. <laughs> Just saying. <laughs> and then your parents started moving around. We can't have an education. No, like I stayed in that school for four years. K through three. Uh, Miss Canty. I don't have it. Yeah. She was so, you know, I will say that to me, school was the place where I was like very affirmed. I was very yeah. 
always very good at school. And I was always told that I was smart, which is, I don't think I would have been told it anywhere else, honestly. Um, so, and Miss Canty, when I like tested into the gifted program, she was like, I always knew Allison was very smart. And she, yeah, I just remember really like going to kindergarten and like, my mom said the first day she dropped me off, like she was worried that I would be like, oh, you know, how kids are like, don't yeah. leave me mom. Yeah. And she said, I was like, bye. <laughs> See you later. <laughs> Cause I think I was like, yo, 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 this is my place. <laughs> Is that, is that how you walked into the school? I made it to school. <laughs> like a like a narc? Yo, yo, yo. <laughs> what is going narc. on, fellow like classmates? Someone... <laughs> <laughs> like I was very excited to be there. Yeah. So shout out to Miss Canty, who, mm. you know, I had a great kindergarten experience. Uh, second shout out to, uh, there might be one, am I forgetting one? Oh yeah, second shout out to Miss Falk. <laughs> who was my middle school math teacher, who also um, just was like, she was a fascinating human because she was like very stern. And I don't think many of my classmates really liked her, but I thought she was like uh, very good at her job. And like, I don't know, I learned a lot in her class and she didn't take shit from these little assholes in the class, which I enjoyed. And she uh was like very encouraging and she was a UVA grad and bought me like a Cavs uh t-shirt yeah I did apply to UVA and got waitlisted FYI um so you let her down (laughs) I did I just um but yeah it was cool to feel like somebody you know she made me feel like I was special in a way that I don't think a lot of other teachers had uh which I appreciated yeah. especially in middle school, which was a rough time. And then, um, high school, my, I think it was eighth or ninth grade. They're kind of like blended in my brain because my mm-hmm. school wasn't super separate between middle and high schools. Then, yeah. um, Mr. Connady, maybe it was eighth grade, Mr. Connady. Did you say just the races? Yeah. <laughs> a wide variety <laughs> of European cultures. Um, <laughs> Mr. Connady was my, I think it was eighth grade, uh, English teacher. And he, when we read, this is where the Shakespeare thing started. We, the first play I read was Romeo and Juliet. Mm. And, um, I remember we, you know, were assigned to read the last act for homework yeah. and I came in and I was like, what the, <laughs> I was so angry i was like if the messenger had just gotten to the place where they were supposed to go all of this could have been avoided like the wow. me- if the message had made it there yeah mr Connedy was just like allison you know what this means and i was like what and he was like it means you're a romantic and i was like i remember being like no one has ever called me that before in my life <laughs> He was like, you care very deeply about this like Aww. weird plot point. Um, so yeah, I do think that the role that teachers often played in my life was like uh, showing me who I was, right? Yeah. Like, you know, sometimes I feel like people have to kind of explain yourself to you a little bit, yeah. beautifully yeah. understand it. And I had a lot of teachers who did that for me. Like, you're, you know, you're good at this and you 
which I, yeah, I think helped formulate part of who I am today. That's so beautiful. shout out, shout out to my teachers. Yeah. Canty, Falk, and what was the last one? Connedy, Mr. Connedy. Mm-hmm. Big Wonder Years fan too. Oh, right. You told me that. That's great. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Those are good ones. Okay, now do your great story. It's gonna wow. make me feel like a schmuck. People can't see this, but you're rolling your actively <laughs> rolling your eyes. <laughs> because I know it's gonna be a great story, and I'm gonna be like, oh. <laughs> it's not that. It's not. I, I don't know. It's just my story. My my okay, my favorite. My two favorite teachers. I'll go in reverse order. My high okay. school favorite teacher was Miss O'Dell, who mm-hmm. last I had heard now or. Last I heard, she goes by Mrs. Mueller because she got married. Um, okay. But she when she was my tenth grade geometry teacher, wow. and she, yeah, she was like probably only a handful of years older than the rest of us. Oh wow! Um, yeah, which was like, which is great for a lot of reasons. Like she just knew how to like build re- build relationships with us. Mm. And for me, who was never good at math, like ha- always had such a hard time with math in school Mm. like she just was always just so so patient with me um Mm. and patient in a way that was like real like she would it would also be clear times that she was kind of like you just need to get this at this point now like you know she (laughs) she was open to being human with me probably because she was still like a young teacher to some degree um but she was super patient she was super like supportive like I would stay after I would impart stay after school to get better at math because I felt like when I was in class with her, she gave a fuck about the fact that I wasn't catching. Mm, it. Mm. Um, and so I was as much staying after school to continue to build and be in proximate care of somebody who cared about me in addition mm-hmm. to wanting to actually get the material and understand the material and stuff. And so she was always just so great. She was hilarious. She was like super mm, kind. That does help. Yeah, she, it's a, it was a huge, like it took, especially for me and for a lot of kids in that class, like we all look forward to coming to that mm. period because yeah, you were learning math, but you were also getting to see like Miss O'Dell, Debbie O'Dell. Um, Debbie O'Dell, do you still talk yeah. to her? No, I like years and years after college, I think even after I had been teaching, I came, this my high school had me come back to speak on a panel and she was there and I got to, she, she had, she was not teaching at the school anymore, but okay. I was one of the students that one of her former students that she had heard was going to be oh. at the school that day. And so she came out to see, and so I got to talk with her for a little bit. And then yes. like, then we were like, you know, we're, we're both objectively adults at that point. So it was like totally, <laughs> totally different, totally different. Cause I don't, I think, I think she couldn't have been more than seven years older than us. Oh, okay. She's like super close in age. Also, side note, geometry, very difficult. Very difficult. Uh, yeah. Yeah, very difficult. I take pre-algebra any day. <laughs> yeah, I agree. I agree. Give me, that. Give me some shape variables. Of... I don't yes. want the shapes. I don't want the shapes. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Okay. And number two, the top. No, Three. my top, top. Yes. Number one. All right, number two teacher. is my number one. Right. Number two is your number one. Okay. Um, I think we got it. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> it's Miss Swanson, who was my first through fourth grade teacher. Wow. I went to, I went to a small okay. Lutheran you got private an school. Image. Okay, I feel less bad because you had the same teacher for three years. Yeah, she was great. Miss Swanson she was really great. You? Yeah, she did. 
she did, it was partly because the school that we went to Bethany, Bethany Lutheran School, which is small, small private school in Trenton. Mm-hmm. Um, it's not really around anymore, but they okay. were so small that it was, your classes were like, it was, you, you were, the teachers were going to loop with you in part because the school was so small, but also even when I was in, I think after the first or second grade, it was pretty common that uh, I was there until the sixth grade. So like my no, I was there until the summer. So I, my third and my third and fourth grade and fifth and sixth grade years, I was in classrooms that had both of those grades in them at the same time. Oh, so okay. Teacher would like, yeah. Um, How many kids were in your class? I would guess probably between twenty-five and thirty-five. Oh, okay. Yeah. I just have a friend who grew up in such a small town that there were like, I think 12 kids and she still knows all of their birthdays because oh my <laughs> he was God. like, kid to 12 with all of them. She would be like, today's <laughs> Jimmy shit. Small's birthday <laughs> yeah, wow. because they celebrated it every year for 10 years. Cousins and Biggie Smalls. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. From Kansas. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's gotta be. It gotta be relatives. It gotta be. <laughs> okay. Tell me more about what was your teacher name again? Mrs. Swanson. Miss, Mrs. Mrs. Swanson. Mrs. Swanson. All right. She was, she was really great. So biggest thing was that my first grade year, she uh, kind of really took me underneath her wing. And then really she took my family underneath uh, her Mm. wing because that was maybe two years into my parents being divorced. And my parents were young and they were not like, you know, they were not doing a great job being divorced adults who are co-parenting together. And I, unsurprisingly, was like in my own way, like acting out in class Mm. in a lot of ways. And so Miss Swanson uh, started like a weekly journal that would catalog like my behavior. And the Mm. requirement of this journal was that uh, both parents had to read it and review it together and both had to sign it. And you wrote the journal or she? No, she did. She would, she would write. She, I think she kept like a, a daily, like, mini paragraph kind of like summary of like what okay of like what you did that day okay Mm -hmm. and so uh, it was really good because it really did force them to like talk a whole lot more and Mm. force them to kind of like interesting active participants in like my education which was great because my sister who was younger than me was like not quite starting school yet so it set Mm -hmm. a good baseline for them but Mm -hmm. also I think Miss Squanson just saw all these other things about me like I think she saw that I was someone was a kid that needed a lot of love and affection and not that I wasn't getting it at home but I think my mom was like juggling so many things as a single mom right I think she saw a certain spark in me that wanted that needed more nurturing so Mm -hmm. Miss Swanson actually had me come and stay at her house uh uh, wow occasionally yeah every every probably like couple months or so I would spend like a weekend there and and what helped is that uh she lived with uh her husband and her son Stephen Swanson who was like maybe two years older than me and so I would uh there would be yeah I would hang out with him I would like we would stay up at night playing video games together and sleep in (laughs) sleeping bags in the basement she Mm -hmm. would make us breakfast in the morning and what was always really cool was that uh um, the weekends that she wanted me to stay with her, you know, she would get my parents permission and stuff ahead of time, right. but we would have to always do this thing where 
I would bring like my like sleepover bag to school with me and she would mm-hmm. hide it behind her desk because you know she she didn't want the she other didn't kids want, to know. Yeah, she didn't want the other kids to know. And so after school, I would literally just get my bag and get in the car with her and go home with her. She was some, this amazing, ama- like amazing woman. Like, and I feel like one of the things that dogs meet to this day is that I like naturally I, I lost touch with that entire family mm. at some point over time. And I, and every, every couple of months in a given year, I will right. think about like trying try to, to find them. them down. Yeah. And it's been, it's just been over time. It's been harder and harder to, yeah. um, I worry that something bad both her and her husband husband aren't around anymore i'm sure mm. steven is but uh you haven't even found steven in like social media i found him once very early on after college uh i could trace that he was living somewhere in connecticut but i th- but it's only <laughs> who i i only think right you're not sure him, it was him but yeah not sure yeah okay trey well uh you should know that i'm very good at internet stalking people and right, that's good <laughs> I'll volunteer my services. Yeah. I found people I knew from growing up in like Alabama. Wow. Yeah. Did you reach out to them or did you just want to strictly know? Yeah. (laughs) I was just like, are they alive? (laughs) What are they doing? Good enough to know. Yeah. Yeah. I think it would be a little strange if I was like, hi, I was your neighbor. And (laughs) I've done that in the past with some people. Maybe. We'll see. Um, Well, a lot of them are boys. I feel like it's always weird when it's like, yeah. You know what I mean? If it were thirsty. girls, it might be different. Yeah. And uh, the fact that I'm single doesn't help. Everyone just assumes right. that you're yeah. <sighs> just a curious person, you know, just trying to find out what's out happening in the world. <laughs> uh, yeah. Yeah. Just be wondering. Okay. Yeah. Well, Trey, that was a very nice story. Thank you. Yours were great stories, too. Mine were okay. <laughs> Whatever. Whatever. <laughs> <laughs> okay we have two final show announcements to make yes that's right first our next and last education episode will be uh-huh. about a different world yes i will sing the song at some point i apologize sure in will. advance mm. it's just yeah. a great opening song if you have not watched a different world in a while you should look into streaming some eps they are available. Hold on, I'm just I'm googling how to stream it because I've been streaming it and I can't remember. HBO Max. Yeah, that's good. Yeah. If you can get on get on it. Uh I streamed, I've watched, I think I have a couple more episodes, but I've watched most of season one. Okay. It's pretty good. Which is a commitment because there's like over 20 episodes in a season. Yeah. Uh, but I will be moving on to some highlights. Yeah. I want to watch the, the wedding episode, obviously Uh, such a great one. And I think if we can find, uh, a list of like best episodes to watch, we'll post it. So folks can, you know, check it out. (laughs) Okay. So different world coming at you next week. Then. We have some sad news, readers, listeners. You're probably not reading the transcript of this. You're probably listening to it because it is a podcast. Um, <laughs> Trey, Trey is going to take a, we should come up with a name for it. Hiatus sabbatical. Hi- hiatus. Yeah, it's just a hiatus. It's just a hiatus. Yeah. Um, 
to focus on his other creative pursuits. (laughs) But while the cat is away, (laughs) (laughs) so while Trey's taking a break, I'm going to be having some guest co-hosts on the Mm. pod. Obviously, they won't be as good as Trey, but um, dear listeners, if any of you have ever thought I'd like to co-host a podcast and I could probably talk to Allison for 20 to 40 minutes. <laughs> 20 to 40. Wow. I mean, that's the length of our episodes. I know you don't know because you've never listened to them. Allison. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I give you a detailed report. <laughs> it's very true. <laughs> that might be your one assignment during hiatus. You have to listen to the episode. I will. I will. That'll bring you back faster. Myself. You're, yeah, yeah, that's true. Oh my uh, lord! <laughs> this show needs to be saved. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, uh, listeners, if you're interested in co-hosting, just send us a DM on Insta, or mm-hmm. you can send an email to favepartspod at gmail.com. And you can send uh, us to our Fave Parts Pod or, or our individual accounts. Yeah, well, that's less exciting. Okay, but you can send it also to our individual accounts. Yeah. If you have them. <laughs> that sounds so creepy. <laughs> uh, okay. Um, yeah. All right. We did our favorite teachers. Mm, that was great. <laughs> I'm glad you liked it, Trey. I did like um, it. All right. Until next week. Yes. It's a different world. Get excited. <laughs> Yes, here's a chance to make it. Sorry, it's a very good theme song. Okay. (laughs) Wow. All right. I'll see you next week, Dre. Bye, Allison. Bye, Dre. (laughs) Bye.